Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hello, friends. Happy Sunday. Declan Goff here for Vikings Ventline on Score North and our Purple Daily YouTube channel. Hello. We're going to have three awesome Vikings fans join us here Mike James and yeah Tommy Pickles I I, I I can't confirm if it's the actual Rugrats character or not but we will have uh, Mike James and Tommy on here in just a little bit to break down some Vikings topics we're going to talk uh, free agency we're going to talk offensive line we're also going to project maybe how many wins the Minnesota Vikings will finish with in 2021 this is the first time you're discovering Ventline first off thank you so much um, if you want hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel that uh, helps us get discovered and it gets you notifications and, and alerts when we're going to go live and we produce videos we produce videos seven days a week of vikings minnesota vikings content with mackie and judd and myself so if you want more vikings content even though we're in the off season hit that subscribe button also if you'd like to get in on a future episode you see that ticker on the bottom of the screen scrolling across uh send me an email vikingsventline at gmail.com i will put you in queue get you on a show here in in, in the very near future so if um if that's something you'd like to be getting on absolutely shoot me an email vikingsventline at gmail.com. Also, maybe you want to get on some Write That Down. We have some openings coming up, I believe, starting in July. So that's also something you want to do. We do that every Wednesday on Purple Daily and on Mackie and Judd. So if those are two things you'd like to do, shoot me an email, vikingseventline at gmail.com. All right, without further ado, enough babbling, enough talk. Let's bring on uh, Let's bring on our Vikings fans here. I'm going to start with uh, my guy, Mike. I believe James and Tommy are are about to be on here as well. We got James, uh, Tommy. I think is hanging out in the background. Mike, you're in Ontario. We were just talking off Mike for a little bit. Yep. James, where are you at? I am in North Central Montana. Okay. Cool, yeah, a little man. town called Fort Benton. All right. How'd you become yeah. a Vikings fan? I'm a third generation Vikings fan. Uh, my grandpa graduated from Wyzetta High School and was actually a University of Minnesota classmate of Bud Grant and. Uh, been riding that roller coaster. Ever it's been since. a fun one. It's been a fun one, hasn't it? <laughs> At times, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, well, Tommy, I think's having a little bit of connection problems. We're going to start just us two here to, to kick off the show. Same boy, some prep notes, and uh, I'm just I'm, I'm a little curious what you guys think. We'll start with the offensive line. So the Vikings drafted two rookies, obviously in Darisaw and Wyatt Davis. They should plug and play. I know Darisaw's rehabbing a little bit of an injury, um, but in theory, hopefully for once, this Vikings offensive line actually is stable and it's not one of the bottom tiers in the NFL. So, Mike, I'll start with you. Do you think the Vikings have done enough to fix their offensive line for 2021? 
I, I guess the, to define fix, I mean, I'm confident they're not going to be worse than last year. I mean, they were ranked 26th last year by PFF and, you know, they've certainly tried to address it. There's no doubt about that. Spielman's been, you know, putting the draft capital into it. And, but, you know, Reef was ranked, he was ranked 37th last year. So that's not great, you know, and, and Darisaw, I, I think he could step in and be better than the 37th ranked tackle. So, okay, we got an upgrade there. I'm excited about that. Um, O'Neal's ranked 30th. He's, he's good. Yep. Uh, hopefully he'll get better. He'll be very good. But um, Bradbury and Cleveland, it was rough. I mean, Bradbury was ranked like he was what sixty one, and Cleveland sixty six. I do think Cleveland's going to get better. His first year in the league, he's going to get better for sure. Bradbury, though, like this is a year for him. He's got to improve. Um, and then right guard, though. I mean, right guard. Like I know it's just OTAs, but they got Dozier in there starting. I, I don't even know what Dozier's doing on this team right now. <laughs> and, you know and. Uh, you know, and it is, yeah, I know it is just OTAs, but they said Wyatt Davis, he's a step slow, you know, coming out of, uh, and Vikings really like to pull their guards. And if they can't pull their guards and have him get out there and make those blocks, I'm telling you, they're not going to start him. And if Dozier's our right guard, I, I just, I, I've lost all hope for the offensive line. I just, I have. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's, I think they won't be worse. Will they be better? I'm crossing my fingers, but. I don't know. I yeah, just man. Don't know. I, uh, I I don't know why Dakota Dozier's still on the team too. I guess you can keep him <laughs> as a depth dude, and, and but for God's sakes, it, I just had this terrible fear. I know Judd's been harping on this too on Mackie and Judd and on Purple Daily that there could be a situation where somehow they're going to give him every opportunity to be a starting guard. And it's like we saw it, and he was the worst graded guard in the NFL uh, last season. James, what do you think, man? Uh, do you think the Vikings have done enough to fix their offensive line? Yeah, Dakota Dozier is still on the team because it's obvious that he has some very incriminating photos of Mike Zimmer and or Rick Spielman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Yeah, on I'm really glad they have addressed uh, the offensive line uh, with their picks this year. Uh, What concerns me, though, is um, we're still talking about um, Garrett Bradbury I'm going to pop James off just for a second. He's having some internet issues. Uh, but my man Tommy is here. He's now back on the screen. James, uh, if you can hear me, man, I think you're just having a little bit of internet issues. Just try popping in and popping back off. But uh, Tommy Pickles, not the Rugrats character. I'm not sure if it is. Are you the Are you the Rugrats character? I am. Not truly, but yes, that is that's my, that is me. Uh, I'm a 90s dad, man. I can't help it. Like, this, I love this, it. This is why I, I, grew, I grew up doing that. So that's Hell yeah. Me. Well, Tommy Pickles, what do you think? Have the, have the Vikings done enough to uh, fix their offensive line? You know, here's the thing about this is what I, when I read that you're going to ask about that. I, you know, here's my take on this. I think we've done a lot, and I know Judd and Phil and you were talking about. I think a couple of days ago that it on paper looks great, right? Uh, you know, Christian Darrisaw at left right. tackle is going to be good. You know, Ezra Cleveland at, on his natural left side. Um, you know, Garrett Bradbury, I, I know we've always kind of harped on Garrett Bradbury, but my thing with Garrett Bradbury is, is if he doesn't have two guards that suck next to him, I think he's going to be able to be a little bit better than he was uh, in his first two years. I mean, you, where we harp on Dakota Dozier, Drew Samia, these were the two of the worst guards ever for the Vikings, and yet we still made it through, and Garrett Bradbury was not great, but at least his run, de- you know, his run blocking was good. I think he's going to have a better serviceable year this year with two guards that are not terrible. And then hopefully Wyatt Davis will work out, like you said. Um, you know he has a little bit of a step behind on his like run defense on his run push. But I think 
really he is getting some reps with the first team um, in OTA and at, at minicamp just now. So I think he's going to do pretty well long term. Um, and then, I mean, Brian O'Neill, he's my he's my speed boy and I love him. So um, I think he's going to do really well. So I think, yeah, I think on paper we look great and I think we're going to do better. I think there's on paper we're going to do better. And my hope is that it's true. But obviously proves in the pudding when the when the fire, you know, the, when we get into the fire and actually pushing mm-hmm. people who have pads that actually want to hurt Kirk Cousins, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I think it was I think Clint Kubiak brought up the point uh, that I mean Christian Derisaw is going to be going up against Daniel Hunter every day in practice. So I mean, there, that might be the that might be your, your best t- possible teaching method right there. To your point too about Garrett Bradbury, yeah, I I think it's probably he's had a pretty rough couple seasons so far. He's mob- probably trending more in the bust category than a hit. But if you surround him with better guards, he might actually be something here. He actually he, he's not I don't think a disaster. Uh, but if you can surround him with a couple other better guards and, and the interior, he might not have to overcompensate and he actually just be a, a decent center. That's what the Vikings need out of him. I, you know, I, I don't think they have to overpay for him. I don't think they have to. Um, it, it is a make or break year for him, probably of, of any Vikings player. I think he might be the most of a make or break because he's entering year three. And are they going to pick up the fifth year option with him being a first round pick? So he's got a ton to prove. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious, too, man, on, on, uh, on where he goes. Let's uh, let's go to this next question here. I think uh, the Vikings have about $14 million still in cap space after the Daniil Hunter restructure and whatnot and bringing in Sheldon Richardson. So there's still some cap space out there. There are some cornerbacks uh, on the market still. Richard Sherman is one of them. Uh, Mike, I'll start with you. Do you think the Vikings should go out and sign any more free agents? And if, if you do think so, who is someone you have in mind? I guess, you know, I, I, you should always look. You should always look and, and see who can help your team, especially if you think you can make a run. But at this point, I mean, I mean, let's be real, right? Anybody that's worth signing has been signed. And um, there's some guys can help for sure, but I wouldn't be spending a lot in free it left in this $14 million. I mean, we all know O'Neill needs an extension, right? And there's not a lot of cap space next year. I know, hey, Brzezinski's a, ma- a, a magician, right? He, he'll, he'll figure it out. But at the end of the day, we could roll over a lot of this cap or do the extension now. might be cheaper to do it now. And uh, hopefully Hunter proves that, you know, he's uh, he's healthy and we get that extension done too. But, uh, I mean, if they're going to look at, at free agents, I mean, look, Easton's still out there. Um, I, I, we were just talking about, like, Dozier and the fact that he's still on this team. And and, and even if Wyatt Davis does start, uh, I would oh, I feel so good having Easton as a backup behind him. I mean, holy man, that make me feel good. Wide receiver, I mean – we need a three unless he's on the team. I've heard, you know, you hear some good things, but you always hear good things in OT and trading camp, right? I mean, um, I think Fitz would be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's probably not realistic, but Hey, it'd be fun. Uh, DD Westbrook's probably the better option. I think he's like, what is he like 27 years old? I think. And, um, you know, Keenan McCardell is on the team, uh, coach now, and they have a lot of experience together. So I really would like that signing 27 years old. You can probably get them cheap. Um, I, I think that could really, really help your team. I mean, you look at like the big catches Jarius Wright had back in the day yeah. and we need another guy to just, you know, when they're blanketing Justin Jefferson and uh, Thielen, we need a guy that doesn't have to catch a lot of balls, but he needs to catch that one clutch yep. ball, you know? Yeah. So I, I would, I would probably go out and do that. I think, you know, like defensive end, you know, Ingram's still out there, but he's, yeah, I think he's looking for a lot of money. I just don't, think we should be spending that kind of money on uh on 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 ingram i think we should just 
you know, go with a, a low level signing like Westbrook and, and move forward. Dude, I, I feel you on the Jarius Wright comparison because Jarius Wright was never like a world beater, but how many times was he like Mr. Reliable on third down? Like third and seven, you need this big first down. That's was his job. And he was playing behind Diggs and Thielen, who are damn good receivers, but he was still able to show up and make a big difference on, on this team. The, the Vikings are lacking that. And if you put the clamps down on Jefferson and Thielen, and I, I, I have my points on Chad Beebe. I don't trust anyone behind them. I don't trust anyone behind them. I'd rather get a, I'd rather get a veteran uh, definitely in here. Let me uh, pop my yeah. dude my, uh, James back on the screen here. James, what's going on? You got us now, okay? Yeah, hey, sorry. My daughter turned on my little pony and it cut into my ear. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Happy <laughs> Exactly, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you think, dude? Uh, there, there's still some free agents out there. Do you think the Vikings should probably go out and sign one more free agent? They still got some cap space at play. What do you think? James or James? Sorry. James, oh, okay. Yeah. Like okay. James. So yeah. Sorry. I'm just jumping into this. Uh, yeah. I was. I had a little bit of time to look over this, and uh, it kind of kind of reminds me of uh, when you first start learning to play Monopoly, and you go the first two rounds without buying anything, and then uh, you try to buy things, and everything's um, already taken. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like, hey, if we're in win now, we should probably uh, do something. Uh, uh, you guys were talking about uh, Chad Beebe. Um, like honestly, like Kenny Stills is still a, a free agent. <laughs> I would probably rather have Kenny Stills at age twenty nine even uh, than than Chad Beebe. There's uh, so much about this team um, where it looks so good on paper, and I'm, and I'm and I'm getting so excited. But there are so many dimensions to this team where we're one injury away from becoming dangerously one dimensional. Yeah. Uh, I think adding as much depth as possible this year with as much pressure that is on the team uh, would be the way to go. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Yeah, I think so too, man. Um, they, they could add one more person. You know, most of the got cream of the crop free agents are obviously gone. You know, Richard Sherman's maybe someone you bring in. Like Mike Zimmer clearly loves his cornerbacks. I could see maybe even Sherman coming in here for one more tour um, and, and try to help out those younger DBs. But at the same time, mm-hmm. your point about the depth, especially at wide receiver, um, and, and look, that's, that's the case at a lot of spots, but at the same time, if, if Thielen or, or Jefferson goes down or God willing, Thielen, you know, maybe does hit a wall and is no longer the player he used to be, right. then all of a sudden you got some issues there. You got some issues there. Tommy, what do you yep. think, man? Uh, is there any free agents that you're looking at that you think want, that you want the Vikings to go out and sign? I mean, at this point, I, I really don't know if there's anything, even in depth conversations. I mean, D Westbrook, sure. I mean, as far as wide receivers, but I think we're also in a kind of a, in an interesting position too, where like we have one of those hybrid tight ends in Irv Smith Jr., who's that kind of third option for a passing route, which is kind of that new wave tight end. And then we still have Tyler Conklin, you know, who's that kind of I'm going to be a refrigerator that has giant hands and catch anything in the red zone kind of guy. And I think so. I think I'm not overly concerned about our depth in that case because we, you know, obviously it's a Kubiak offense, so we're going to have two tight ends every time we're out on the field anyway. Um, and then, so I think for me, like I'm more or less concerned with, cause we're also pretty, I think we're at the 90 man roster already. 
So right now we would be shuffling dudes anyway to bring somebody in. And, and you know, uh, to, to the earlier point too that was made, we really need to work on making sure that our guys that we know we want to keep get re-signed, Brian O'Neill, you know, and then anybody, other, we have a couple other guys that are coming up too. And I think I would rather roll that cap over and get deals done now um, and be safe later um, mm-hmm. with those guys, especially since, you know, I, I have faith in ISM. I think he's going to be really great. I really do. Um, I think he's a speedy little dude is going to get down the field every time. Um, and I think that's going to be good. And I think I'm hoping KJ Osborne's not a total bust, but, uh, you know, that's so it will, I am concerned. Yes. But I think we have some backup, you know, some depth in our, in our wide receiver core. That is good. And I think our cornerback core, we already have the older veteran, right. Too. So I don't think we need to keep doing that. And I don't know any cornerbacks that are out there that are like, you know, I'm going to spend $10 million on and actually want them to, you know, be out camera Dan- or camera dancer. So. Yeah. I, I, your, your, your point about the extensions instead of going out and getting someone else, you know, can you lock up Ryan O'Neill here soon? Um, you know, Doogie has been reporting that that could be happening maybe in the next month as well. Uh, that might be your bigger, bigger thing, getting, getting those players taken care of that, that you don't want to have to walk up to free agency and have other teams bidding on. Brian O'Neill's definitely uh, certainly up there. I know Harrison Smith doesn't have any more guaranteed money after this season. Can he figure out uh, another contract to probably stay, stay, stay in purple for a couple more years and still be a very good safety? It's a good point, dude. It's a good point. Let's uh, transition to this uh, last question here. And I want to know how many wins for the Vikings in 2021. So the schedule's tough. The schedule is tough, but I think my biggest takeaway of it, there isn't a gauntlet. Like last year when they when they had to go in December, right, and they had to play the Bucs and they had to play the Saints, it was like, oh, my God, and then everything derailed right afterwards. There isn't really a, a big chunk of the schedule, at least in my opinion, that is like it scares me for three or four weeks. There's some primetime games on there. There's some tough opponents on there for sure. But I do think it's, it ends up being kind of favorable in the Vikings, uh, from a Vikings standpoint. So, Mike, I'll start with you. Um, how many wins do you have uh, the Vikings at for 2021? Well, I, I guess you know, if we look at both sides of the ball, um, I think the defense can be really good. I mean, there's not many holes there. The offense has all the weapons to be – very good as well. Offensive line, I, I agree that we got issues there, but the weapons were there. But right now, I have them at ten and seven, and you know maybe a first round playoff exit. Um, reason being is mostly philosophy. I mean, you know Zimmer seems to be the kind of guy who's like he wants his defense to punch people in the mouth, like a heavyweight fighter. But then he's like, but you know the offense, go over there and you know have a tickle fight until we need you. You know, it's it's like they could punch people in the mouth too, you know, and we don't need to be so conservative on offense. We're paying Kirk $35 million this year. And yet we're treating him with like kid gloves and like, you know, we don't want to pass the ball before we get, get past midfield or until we absolutely have to like last year, last year, they were, you know, super conservative in the first half and in situational football, they're super conservative. And then they only opened up, when they absolutely had to. And it was when their defense was bad, they got behind in games, and then we saw what the offense can do when it had its back up against the wall. Well, why not come out and just start throwing punches right away, you know, and do that on both sides of the ball. But, you know, the thing of it is, is I just don't see that happening. Zimmer loves to play positional football. He likes to play field position. I I, I get that philosophy. I just don't necessarily agree with it these days likes to do that he's going to keep the games the games close in score and we all know look Kirk that's not his that's not his strong point he's uh you know I know uh, Mac he likes to call him Captain Clutch and everything like that <laughs> uh, you know tongue-in-cheek but he's it, just not his strong suit to 
basically, you know, you need a game winning drive. How many times have we seen this offense stall at the 50, you know? Um, right. So I, I think they're going to be 10 and seven at, at the best. And, and only because they don't have the, uh, you know, they just don't have the wherewithal to yeah. open that offense up. Yeah, dude. I, I think uh, with Kirk and his lack of clutchness, per se, uh, it does it does play a factor. Um, and then with your modern offense and not being a pass-heavy offense, you still want to be this run-heavy team, and you're making run calls still on second and long, oh, and, and, and it, it's it's yeah. beyond frustrating. Now, you know, is Clint Kubiak going to implement his own offense? No, Adam Thielen said that, you know, this is his offense. It's going to be a different one. We got playmakers here, and, and yes, that's all true. Justin Jefferson, Herb Smith, Dalvin Cook, there, there are some playmakers here. But Mike Zimmer hired Clint Kubiak to basically run his dad's offense. I mean, he, right. he didn't want he didn't want it to be uh, a John D. Filippo situation where you're passing every single play. Um, but you, they do have to figure out to be a more modern offense. And by the way, I think if you do that, and I think that is going to maximize Kirk. I think that I think that puts Kirk in a better position uh, to, yeah. to maybe take a next step. I still think he is who he is. He's that tenth to twelfth best quarterback in the league. He's got a big cap hit. And he can't overcome situations when things aren't going his way. Uh, but at the same time, I would love for us to evolve into something like the Kansas City Chiefs have done uh, over the last few years, mobilizing from going, moving on from Alex Smith and giving Patrick Mahomes uh, the keys of the car and becoming a modern offense. That's that's where this league is headed, and it's very very frustrating. Uh, Tommy, what do you think, man? How many wins uh, do you have for the Vikings in 2021? Um, and well, I mean, as far as my violet colored glasses are concerned, we're going to be 15 and two going to the Super Bowl and win it all, right? Um, but in reality, I think we're probably sitting around like a 12 and five situation plus or minus one game. Um, and I'll tell you why I think it's a little bit more positive than, and then what I think we're getting credit for. I do think Clint Kubiak, as much as he is going to bring a Kubiak offense, I think there is like, from what I can tell from like pressers and from like the stuff that we can see as, you know, fans. And I don't, obviously I'm not in the, you know, I'm, I don't, I live in Michigan. So what does it matter to me? But like, I still hear, you know, you're still watching and I still, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see the, the 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 ball being thrown down the the field more, and I think the reason why I see that is because I think everyone's learning that this is like you guys harp on it all the time. It was a modern offense, and I think we're going to still run it right first. And I think that's going to be the the main thing. But I'm hoping that it doesn't become what we all saw in 2020, which was, you know, first and ten we ran the ball, second and eight we ran the ball, third and seven we'd throw the ball to a check down to Kyle Rudolph, and then fourth and whatever we would then punt the ball, which was terrible because. Colquitt couldn't punt either so I think at the end of the day I think we're going to see a change where I think we're might going to see some throws better you know we talked about Don John DeFilippo's offense and in how we kind of that was a modern offense I don't think so I th- it didn't play well to Kirk's strengths anyway because John DeFilippo wanted three steps back five steps back and throw whereas Kirk's bread and butter is rolls out left and right and you know he needs he he can't sit in the pocket well enough. Well, he also didn't have a O line to do that. But I mean, I don't think, and I think that's why he failed so much in in Steve Filippo's you know scheme because that was just chuck the ball as much as you could from a three step drop, which that Kirk needs a little bit of time for the play to actually settle because he's he needs things perfect before he throws the ball because he doesn't want to get any picks except for the first half of our season last year. But that's okay. Neither here nor there. So uh, 12 and 5. That's that's my answer. 12 and 5. Okay. 12 and 5. Long-winded 12 and 5. I like it. I like it. That's okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I had him in 11 and 6. I'm still not getting used to this 17-game math that I have to do now that I've been had 16 games in for my entire lifetime. Now we had one game, and uh, now my math.
math's completely off. But yeah, I think I think eleven wins is where I'm I'm leaning at for the Vikings right now. There's still some things that have to happen uh, for all that to come to fruition. It's a tough schedule, but I think eleven wins is is doable for this year's Vikings team, and hopefully maybe a run in the playoffs. It's going to be tough. The Rams are going to be better, I think, with Matt Stafford there. Um, obviously, the Green Bay Packers are a disaster, and we all could talk about that for hours. But at the same time, they're <laughs> they're, they're coming off the cliff. Um, so the NFC, in my opinion, is kind of open right now. And I know the 49ers can maybe come, come back into the come back into the dance, and if Trey Lance hits and whatnot. But I think the NFC is open, so they might be able to make it uh, make some noise here in 2021. James, what do you think, dude? How many wins do you have uh, for the Vikings this season? Yeah, sorry. We just got wireless in Montana, so I just keep (laughs) cutting out. Okay, so a couple things. I'm just going to say a few things before I inevitably lose my connection again. Uh, Love what the the Vikings have done to address the O-line, but I still trust it about as much as I do um, gas station sushi. Uh, Second, uh, I am all for being entertained. Uh, Declan, I, I emailed you or uh, message you on Twitter. I'm a very, very casual um, Vikings fan. I watch as many games as I can. I don't do deep dives into things like contracts or PFF or anything like that. Sure. How awesome would it be, or entertaining maybe is the better word, if the Vikings brought back Everson Griffin and said, you have to tweet five times a day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm on board. I'm on board yeah. for that. <laughs> um, as far as uh, the... Oh man, I like I look at this team on paper, and I just have uh, my very first Vikings memory was the Randy Moss game against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in '98, and I'm just like this team. And then I just I look at it, I'm like this could be '09, this could be '98. Right. Um, I look at the schedule, and I'm like, if you know what, this team could have 12 wins, and I wouldn't be surprised. This team could have seven wins, and I wouldn't be surprised right. either. So um, I don't know if I can nail down a, um, a definite uh, win total, but I think this team on paper looks great. And regardless, it, I think it's just going to be a very uh, entertaining season with what they've done in the off season and with having fans back in the stadium. And I'm just I'm just pumped to to watch it happen. Yeah, it feels it feels a lot of boom or bust with this yeah. team, right? And and yep. it kind of feels like this is also not the last straw, but the last opportunity for the Kirk Cousins, Zimmer, Spielman era, that three-headed dragon that basically is uh, yeah. the Vikings right now. Like if if they don't do it, if they are underachieving and they're 8 and 7 or if they are get bounced in the wild card round, you know, it kind of feels like that's going to be yeah. it. That's it, it time it's time to move on, it's time to rebuild and it's time to retool. And luckily in the NFL and the Vikings aren't a aren't a disaster where you're not going to be bad for like five or ten years right you might yeah. you might be mediocre for a year or two and then you can start to pop again uh but it, this feels like a big boomer bust year um for the vikings it totally yeah. does yeah i would say if, if the vikings don't get to the nfc championship game it's just my gut telling me at least two out of the three are gone after this yeah. year i think that should yeah. be the goal at least i think the goal should oh, uh, yeah. be yep. nfc yes. title game and and yes absolutely. hopefully they can uh hopefully they, they can absolutely do it uh, yep. Boys, I always pick a winner at the end uh, for for the best takes, and I'm gonna have to give it to my man Tommy Pickles. Not just because his name is Tommy Pickles, <laughs> but it did it did play a factor. But he brought he brought some good points here. I want to give him 60 seconds. Tommy, you can give a shout out. You can get 60 seconds here for one last Vikings take. The floor is yours, my friend. 
Uh, so first of all, I want to thank my uncle, who is the reason why I'm even a Vikings fan. I grew up in Illinois, moved out to Michigan. I'm a, I'm a man in, in purple in a sea of blue. Um, but yeah, he, he was the one that brought me to my first game, and uh, I love him for that, and I can't appreciate that anymore. Um, as far as a Vikings take and the thing, I'm going to give you a hot take uh, on my way okay. out. Um, I think really we are going to see a really good team this year, and I think we are probably going to see um, what I think is going to happen. We're going to see – our offense be a top five offense and that defense is going to be a top five defense. That's my hot take. That's my hot wow. take. You can take how you want. Um, that's my dream. Uh, I need it in my life. I, I also was a 98 Vikings uh, convert. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so that's, yeah, it's got to be, I don't know, man, I'm so excited about this season. And then I also have existential dread as a Vikings fan because, yep. you know, I, and then like, I, we also have like the Minneapolis miracle, right? Like we have every, like we have Gary Anderson kicking, uh, not kicking a field goal. We have every kicker not kicking a field goal. So like every time I come to a big game at the end of it, I am just absolutely frightened and on the edge of my seat. And I don't know if I can handle that at 36. Yeah, buddy. I know. I mean, I I was I was too young. I was only like five when '98 happened, so I don't remember. I don't remember '98. I do remember 2000. That's my first earliest memory of Viking season, which was 41 donuts. So again, mm-hmm. like very fitting of, of of obviously '98 ends in heartbreak with with Gary Anderson get embarrassed in the Meadowlands, uh, 41 nothing for, for, for the Vikings in 2000. But yeah, we just want this team to win a Super Bowl. We just want this yeah. team to win a Super Bowl. We're tortured. Yep. We've we've yep. we've been waiting. Far too long. Okay, I just I just want to see one of these teams make it to a title game. I want to see it once. I don't think that's too much to ask. I think the Agreed. biggest problem. Yeah, I think. I mean, the, my biggest problem with this is that it's like we, you guys have you talk about all the time, and I, and your hot takes are good a lot of the time. But like my <laughs> your 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 best hot take is that we are just always really good. But we're all we all know that we're gonna mess up in the end. And like it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, dude. <laughs> It's frustrating. It's a frustrating time to be a Vikings fan, man. I feel you. Uh, Mike, Tommy, James, thank you so much uh, for coming on Vikings Vent Line and spending a Sunday with us here. Uh, Shout out to uh, Polly Pocket as well. Or or, (laughs) what was your your daughter trying to watch? Oh, My Little Pony. My Little Pony. My Little Pony. That, so that, was a, that was a deep dive, though, for Polly Pocket. Good, yeah, good I, 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 I pulled one out. I pulled that one out. I'm, say, I'm, I'm still a 90s baby, too. So I was like, oh, yeah. there's Tommy Pickles. We got, we got all this stuff going on. I was like, 90s was on the brain. 90s was on the brain. Um, thank you, dudes, for coming on. If, you, if anyone wants to uh, come on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll put you in queue, and I'll get you on a future Sunday night show. For Mike, for Tommy, for James, I'm Declan Goff. Thank you for hanging out. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll be back tomorrow.